So, are you recording? I'm recording on both ends. Excellent. Are you recording? Your, your, your mouth and your bum hole. Yep. <laughs> the, the old, the old anus mic. Yeah. <laughs> anus, anus mic sounds like a horrific nickname for someone. <laughs> anus mic is um is definitely a, a Steve Carell character in the office, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So this is Dave, this is Richard, and this is Anus Mike. <laughs> um cool. Uh you complete me throw complete I can't even speak. Complete me. Completely thrown me. You could you complete me. <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> anus, anus Mike, anus Mike you, you complete, complete me. me. There you go. Stick that on a t shirt. <laughs> you guys are making a podcast. For this. So welcome to the podcast nobody asked for with me, Ian Harris, and me, Sirius, Lord of the Dog Star. Hey! <laughs> and this week we are talking about Disney movies that need a sci-fi sequel, and we are talking about this because on the last episode, Graham introduced us all to the novel The Starlight Barking. Graham, do you want to just briefly introduce the concept of The Starlight Barking? Yeah, if if you either didn't listen to last week's episode or have managed to mentally block this out or have somehow forgotten, the Starlight Biking, Biking? Starlight Barking even, is the um, novel sequel to 101 Dalmatians. In the Starlight Biking, Barking, why can't I say Barking? The Starlight Barking. In the Starlight Barking, it uh, follows a completely different plot to 102 Dalmatians, the film. Essentially, all of the humans fall asleep. All of the dogs are able to then speak to each other telepathically. They basically meet at uh, Nelson's Column in Trafalgar Square and the aforementioned Sirius Lord of the Dog Star comes down to warn them that there's going to be a nuclear war that's going to wipe out the human race and they should all come with him. And it will be fine because the dogs won't, the humans won't remember dogs ever existed, so they don't need to worry about upsetting them. And yeah, that's most of it, I think. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's more than that because I have a surprise for you, Graham. Go on. On Sunday, I read the Starlight Barking <laughs> <laughs> because I couldn't, I couldn't not knowing that we were going to be talking about it probably in detail today. I thought, hey. I'm assuming we were wrong, and like someone's edited a Wikipedia page to be stupid, but no, the Starlight Barking is a thing, and it is fucking weird. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so all of the people, you're right, all of the people had fallen asleep, but also every everything had fallen asleep, including the wind. What? Yep, the wind, there was no wind, there were no birds, and then the dogs learned that they can swoosh. So, yeah. swooshing is like hovering above the ground and then by thinking forward thoughts you can travel forward at quite a rate of knots uh, someone then introduces uh high swooshing which is swooshing at a higher level because apparently dogs didn't think of that okay. could be a thing right yeah yeah so they all get they so one of the dalmatians had been sold or had now lives with the prime minister yeah and she calls everyone to London and asks them to assemble an army. 
So an army of Dalmatians descend on London. And then they, uh, there's a brief diversion where they go off to see what Corella Deville's doing and then consider possibly murdering her in her sleep. And then, yeah, Sirius Lord of the Dogstar, who is actually the star. The star itself. Yeah. So every dog who sees him sees him as their own breed. <laughs> okay. So he's, he's not a specific dog. He is like... All dogs. No dog, but all dogs. <laughs> yeah. And then another thing I didn't realise about the 101 Dalmatians books is they're like kind of eugenics-y and <laughs> a, little, a little bit racist. So I'm going to... I've... Uh, the reason the reason I, I postponed recording briefly was to find my Kindle because I took like highlighted quotes. Okay. Uh, direct quote from uh, page thirty one of the Starlight Barking. Patch had never married. He had found out that for the good of the Dalmatian breed, he ought not to hand on his patched ear. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of talk of like for the good of the breed and the breed and things for the like that. Good of it's the kind breed. of. Yeah, it's kind of kind of odd. And then, yeah. So, uh, hey, let me. Uh, I have the exact. Yeah. So I am Sirius, Lord of the Dog Star. For millions of years, I have looked down on the earth. I remember dogs when they were wild and savage animals, and I have seen them changed to tamed and often pampered creatures. And wild or tamed, I have always loved them and wished they would be with me on my lonely star. But never in the past did I feel I had the right to entice them away from the earth. Now, at last, I have that right. For soon, through human foolishness, there may be no earth, or no earth as you know it now. And those few of you who survive will be desperate, starving wretches, fighting each other, eating each other, just in order to go on living a life that isn't worth living. Do you understand? I mean, it's proper, like, it's um, Dog Mad Max, isn't it? It is Dog, Dog Mad Max. Or potentially, it's the precursor to Dog Mad Max. Yeah, it is. Oh, it was. I mean, first of all, it's an awful book. <laughs> it's, so, it's... I, I'm glad you, you bought it on Kindle because I was looking to, I was going to send this to you. I was going to buy a copy and send it to you. But it turns out that it's like 88 quid <laughs> if you buy the physical copy. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's as, as much as I love you, Ian. That's too much money for a joke present. <laughs> Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just, again, like, I don't get how the author... So it, it's Doddy... I was about to say Doddy Weir, who's a Scottish rugby player, so it's not them. Doddy something... Smith. Doddy Smith. Yeah. I don't get how they would just think, right, so we've got this cool book about talking Dalmatians who have their puppies stolen and then they rescue them. And then thought, you know what? This needs more space. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it, it's... It, it is absolute insanity. But yeah, there's a lot of swishing. There's a lot of telekinesis. There's, like I think you mentioned last week, there is a dog cabinet where all of the dogs of the politicians <laughs> rule the UK. Uh, they also take guided tours to the sleeping prime minister so that <laughs> everyone can see the prime minister. And yeah, it just got weirder and weirder the more I read it. And it's just fucking odd but yeah turns out just a lonely a lonely star wants dogs <laughs> bless him <laughs> that just sounds like if like um i don't know cliff richard just started adopting loads of dogs a lonely star 
<laughs> I like that. I like that Cliff Richards, the the first port of call for Lonely Star. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure he. I'm sure he's got lots of friends, but he just he just has a look of, you know, there's there's a sudden look of loneliness in Cliff Richards' face. I think if you uh, if you uh, take the time to to have a look. Yeah, it's something, something, something. Summer holiday. <laughs> um, but yeah, so inspired by this uh, inspired unveiling of the 101 Dalmatians sequel, we thought we would look at what other Disney movies might need the sci-fi sequel treatment. Yeah, the ones that um, that weren't asked for, but we're gonna we're gonna create them. We're gonna pitch them, and the best ones are gonna win. Yeah, because you know, literally, this this is the first one in a while that I don't think anybody asked us. Nobody would ask. You know what? I love a starlight barking, but I really wish there was a podcast that kind of talked about its relation to other Disney movies. Well, dear listener, have we got a treat for you? Have we got a treat for you? Like starlight? How would you picture a starlight barking movie? Um, like would you go? Would you go animated? Would you go like the? Uh, Real, oh. like the, who, the, the Who Framed Roger Rabbit, I believe, is the uh, the technique. Oh, so you're basically saying, would this be a sequel? Like, would this be the animated sequel? Would this be the live action sequel? Yeah, or or something entirely different. Like, I I could see it being like a Wes Anderson stop motion movie. I, what Isle of Dogs, but with spaceships. Yeah, I mean, it could also be a sequel to Isle of Dogs. It could just be Star of Dogs. Oh, it could be the sequel to any dog based. <laughs> film or tv series and it the same amount of relation to uh, yeah, 101 would, dalmatians yeah exactly it, it would be exactly the same plot just with slightly less dalmatian supremacy <laughs> homeward yeah. bound homeward bound but with dogs see i i looked at homeward bound when i was with dogs sorry choices, with with, yeah. with dog stars <laughs> yeah homeward bound but with dogs well that would just be that that comes back to your eugenicsy point because you're just getting rid of like the cat and the other animals that are in homeward bound I've only ever seen the first 50 minutes of Homeward Bound, and I've only ever seen it in French. Okay. I've seen it multiple times for the first 50 minutes in... and in French, because that was just like, must have been like the one VHS they had at school for like, when it was fun time in French, you would watch Homeward Bound. Oh, yeah. When the teacher didn't want to do a lesson plan for the last episode of the term because they knew no one was going to pay attention. Yeah. So they would just put a DVD on with uh, subtitles. Exactly that. Also, big fan of you saying for the last episode of the term. <laughs> oh, the last lesson of the term. No, I like My to bad. think of lessons as episodes now. I think so, yeah, because you've got your season. Yeah, this is true. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I hated the 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 finale of school was a lot under uh, was very underwhelming. Yeah, seasons one and two were, were great, but then you know there was a lot of expectation when it got to the latter season. Yeah, exactly. I just felt like they just started coasting, you know. Yeah, and some of the characters were. Just awful. Oh yeah, and then that guy was recast. No, that doesn't that doesn't stretch to that, does it? We had a guy in our year who left. Who was recast? Well, he left to go to like move to like Philadelphia or something, and he oh. was like gone for three weeks and then just turned back up at school as if thing had happened. So I can only assume that either the move didn't go through or actually he was just going on a holiday to. Sylvia, it was so strange. You know, like someone just like will walk into a room as if you know, as if this is just a completely normal thing, even though you've yeah. told everyone that you're moving to another country. Um, no, like no reference what, what? to it. No, like 
Funny story for you guys. What I like to think is, so he thought they were, it was like a throwaway comment his parents made about a holiday. Yeah. And he actually believed they were going to move there. And then he was too embarrassed to correct himself. So just kind of kept living his life. <laughs> I have to wonder what he's, uh, what he's doing now. Um, can't find him on LinkedIn. Have you, have you checked in Philadelphia? Uh, no, I haven't. But to be fair, he's probably moved to Bel Air since. So that's the usual tra- trajectory, isn't it? Oh, that is the obvious, the obvious geographical path. Yeah. Well, only if you, I guess, only if you start off in West Philadelphia. And uh, you, ha- you have to be born and raised. True. And, um, you know, fairly adept at playing street basketball. Well, that is where you should spend most of your days. <laughs> and, you know, Shit. just don't get into any, any kind of altercations. Yeah. Yeah, like slapping Chris Rock. Oh wait, no, that was that was that was a different thing entirely. Uh, so yeah, uh, Starlight Barking, Dalmatians, Disney, Disney hmm. sequels. What is your favorite Disney sequel? Oh, favorite Disney sequel is a good, good question. Um, you know that thing actu- where you ask actual, a... actual Disney, actual Disney uh, sequels. Like, I'm not going to accept like Empire Strikes Back or something like that. <laughs> uh, ooh. It's funny because they went through like a a real phase of like Disney sequels going straight to DVD, didn't they, or straight to VHS? I guess at the time. Yes, yeah. So there was there was also like I think there was the Lion King one and a half. Yep. Which was like the Lion King from Timon and Pumbaa's perspective, or something. Yes, which is actually like a remake, or an, it it's based on a play, which oh, I really? think is. Yeah. So it it's. Either Macbeth or Hamlet told from the point of view of two background characters. Oh, um, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I pulled up a, uh, a list of the Disney sequels that you were talking about. Because the correct answer is going to be one of the Toy Stories, right? Yeah. Well, I, I, I yeah. guess if you're saying direct sequel is probably, like, as in number two in the thing, would be probably Toy Story 2. But then if you're saying yeah. any sequel, probably Toy Story 4? Um, four. Yeah, I really liked four. Huh. I, well, I, I, well, we're we're covering all the sequels then, because Toy Story three is my favourite one. <laughs> There's a uh, Pocahontas two: Journey to a New World, which is yeah. an interesting choice to make a sequel of, because <laughs> in real life, Pocahontas, when she went to the New World, died of like TB. Well, I mean, it's um, a, it's a sl- it's just a it's a Disney short. <laughs> yeah. The. Uh... There's apparently a Son of Flubber movie, which I didn't realise existed. Son of Flubber? Yeah. Okay. That's, uh... There's Kronk's New Groove. Okay. Uh, The Hunchback of Notre Dame 2, The Secret of the Bell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. It's a tricky one. Oh, shit! So, 101 Dalmatians 2. Yeah. Which is just called 101 Dalmatians 2. The plot is basically Home Alone. Oh really? I haven't. I haven't yeah. actually seen the animated one. Being being one of a hundred and one takes his toll and patch. Who doesn't feel unique when he's accidentally left behind on moving day? He meets his idol Thunderbolt, who enlists him on a publicity campaign. So it's just about a dog being left alone. <laughs> yeah, I think it probably is on one of the Toy Stories. To be honest. Yeah, Frozen. Frozen. If we're going like traditional Disney, uh, Frozen yeah. Two was quite good because it also felt like the only Disney sequel in a while that tried. If that makes sense. Yeah, because uh, Frozen Two also has the great bit of um, Olaf summarizing the plot of Frozen One, 
and then there's a sequel there's a special feature where he redoes the plot of a load of Disney films it's fucking amazing yeah I I I can can agree with that. It's good good uh good film. It's got some good good music in it as well. Still a bit sad they didn't call it Thor. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or 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 at least uh what just more frozen. <laughs> yeah. Slightly slightly cold water. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna go with. Uh, so if we pick, are we saying it's it's like the second one, so a direct sequel or like any sequel? So I I would uh, for for the purpose of this question. Any sequel. Okay. I'm going to say... Um, I'm going to say Toy Story 4. Interestingly, would you say that Planes is a sequel to Cars? Uh, no. It's just it, in it, the, it, the Cars extended universe. I, th- I, I've, Well, I've never actually seen it, but my understanding is it's not Pixar, it's Disney. And Cars is Pixar. So I think it is just done in the style of to try and sell toys. I mean, it's terrible. Yeah, I, I don't have a lot of... I've only seen Cars 1. I, I, I like that out of any film. I've only ever seen one film, and it's Cars. <laughs> now, I've never seen the Cars sequels, and I'm kind of all right with that. Yeah, I don't know if I saw any of the sequels, actually. They, um, they, they just terrify me when you think about them. Yeah. Because, for example... Like so, they. I mean, I think we've shared. We we must have had this conversation before. We're fairly sure we shared the picture from the guy who drew like what an inside of a car would be like, right? If there's a yes. human inside it. Yes, and it was terrifying. Yeah, but then also, you know, if you think a bit further onto this, like let's say cars are the equivalent of humans in this scenario, in the land of cars, Mater, yeah, yeah, he he lives in a junkyard full of, like broken down cars so the human equivalent of that would be living amongst like corpses that have been chopped up in your back garden yeah but then like i i mean if we're if we're looking into cars as being a an actual biological film there's a lot of questions raised (laughs) there's uh do the cars get bigger or do they just get more mature like do you do you are you giving birth to like an just a flat pack kit yeah are they? I, I'm assuming cars would come from. Do, do, do you just have to transform into a garage and then your baby car drives out of it? If you order it, <laughs> eggs, car eggs, eggs feels closest. Car eggs, yeah. Or are they are they born motorbikes and they enter their chrysalis phase? Uh, also possibly. What would they be before, like pre? Because chrysalises have quite the transformative effect on things. So do they go in like, I don't know. Car slugs, car slugs, <laughs> um, car larvae, or, or or maybe uh, so we'll just assume that rubber was a prequel to Cars, the film about the sentient car tire. <laughs> so it's a, it's just a tire, and then the tire enters a chrysalis, or does it have to bond with other tires? So you need Basically, four rubbers. You need four rubbers, <laughs> four rubbers in an engine. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I'm gonna for for the for the sake of. Uh, Sleeping at night. I'm going to assume yeah. cars come from eggs. A car okay. egg. I mean, it still does raise the question of, of, of why Mater is able to live in, like, essentially his, um, he's like uh, Bill the Butcher from not Bill the Butcher, Buffalo yeah. Bill from, uh, from Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. It puts, it, yeah. it puts the wax on the bonnet where it gets yeah. the hose again. It puts again. the motor oil on the skin. <laughs> Yeah, that that is a weird fucking mental yeah, image, isn't it? Absolutely. Cool. Anyway, cars. on that note. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, um, 
before we dive it, before we start pitching sequels, um, yeah. I believe it's time for your movie recommendation nobody asked for. And what is it today? Well, so we're talking Disney, yeah. We're talking Disney. We're talking sci-fi. Talking sci-fi. Yeah. So we obviously have to pick a film, which technically, yes, we do, <laughs> has the first Disney princess who is born in space. <sighs> I know what you're picking. And fair I am, play, of course, picking Alien Resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not what I thought. I'd already written Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> okay, so we're we're okay. So. You okay. Whew. Okay. So who are we? I, we need. We, we need to specify here who this, who the, who the princess is. We're discussing. The prin- is this? Are, are we talking Ripley or are we talking the weird fucking alien melty hybrid with a tongue? The weird fucking and a penis alien vagina. Help hybrid melty thing with a tongue, because cool. the, there's the alien queen in Alien Resurrection who gives birth to that. And and therefore she must be the alien princess. And Fox bought Disney bought Fox. Therefore, Disney princess. Oh, it is it is correct logic, sir. I, I'm not <laughs> doubting the logic. She that that alien is a princess and should be treated as such. That is a weird fucking film. I one of my I I love the uh, when she throws the basketball into the hoop. Yeah. So she throws it over her shoulder and I think they got it in the first take and it was nearly unusable because Ron Perlman completely loses his shit. <laughs> so they had to, as soon as it goes in, they had to very quickly cut away because he completely lost it. I mean, that's brilliant. Yeah. It was, um, I liked, I liked that they tried to do something new, I guess. But I haven't watched the Alien films in ages, you know? Like Prometheus kind of left a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth. I need to give him. I need to uh, give Alien and Aliens another go at least. Yeah, I watched Alien a while ago, um, maybe like a year or so ago, just because I hadn't watched. Actually, I tell you when I watched it. I watched it during lockdown because I was going. I think um, I was going through all of like the uh, like loads of horror movies on Sky. And funny enough, mm. I hadn't. I'd seen Aliens, Alien Three, Alien Resurrection, um, but I hadn't ever seen Alien. <laughs> so I went back and watched it. Interesting, um, but yeah, it's um, it's it's a great. I, I mean, I like I like all of them. Like, there's there's varying levels of quality, right? I think Aliens is probably the yeah. best, but the Xenomorphs are great. The Alien Resurrection obviously fits for this, but I didn't dislike it. But um, but yeah, also I didn't realize uh, it was written by uh, Joss Whedon either. Yes, yeah, yeah, and it's, um, uh... he'd apparently wrote a alien five script that was like set on earth um obviously that never came to fruition sad times man so if you if you aren't in the mood for a melty hybrid alien that immediately kills its mum uh (laughs) what other films do you think people should watch um if that all seems a bit too out there for you um a bit too gruesome and um, you really just want something where there's, you know, some really beautiful cinematography, lots of flowers, feasts, and sunlight. Then I would suggest you settle yourself down in your chair, you pick up your remote, and you whisper softly into the voice recognition, Midsummer. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because Midsummer is a fantastic movie. It is. Um, it's. Uh, we've said everything we possibly can about it, and no, none of it is hyperbole. It's fantastic. Go get your pew on. Do some atastupering and have a blood eagle in the garden because it is up there as one of the best. I I I do like how what what my version of that would just be. So grab your remote. And then whisper into the voice recognition, Midsummer. And then, when it tells you it doesn't recognise what you've said, whisper it again, and then just find it using the remote. Because <laughs> something, something about my voice, machines don't like listening to me. It's not just like, machines, it's, to be fair, mate. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it, it could be... It, it, it could be, because I have a tendency to, uh, you know, smush my words. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Fuck machines. And on that note, it is time to delve into some Disney movies which we think need a sci-fi sequel. And I believe the first choice is mine. It is. And also, I'm really sorry to the machines if there is a machine uprising. I do not share the same views as Ian. Take him, not me. My first choice uh, is actually based on one of the worst films ever made. And uh, this is going to be a sequel Avatar. to... Uh, so we haven't seen the Avatar sequels yet. So it's not true. It's not based on that. So I'll rephrase. So my choice is based on one of the worst sequels ever made. Okay. To the point where I was going to just like control F, find and replace uh, a load of the words in the movie's plot and just throw in the word mermaid as often as I could, because I am talking about a belated sci-fi sequel to 1989's The Little Mermaid. The Big Mermaid. The Big Mermaid. The Great Mermaid? Uh, yeah. Or Large? Would you go... Honey, I Blew Up the Mermaid? Possibly. Possibly. Well, I mean, just, but... you know, given, given you look like Rick Moranis and all. Yeah, true. And <laughs> fuck you. Uh, so what we will do, if, because this is based on a pre-existing film... Uh, it's actually going to be called The Little Mermaid 2, The Quickening. Because, so th- there's also, before we kind of dive into dive into that, uh, there's already a couple of sequels to The Little Mermaid. So there's Little Mermaid 2, Return to the Sea, which, as with a lot of that era of Disney sequels, is actually based on the main character's daughter. Um, and then there's also a direct-to-video prequel called The Little Mermaid, Ariel's Beginning, which seems to be... So King Triton has banned music, so I can just assume it is Footloose Under the Sea. <laughs> Question. Um, mermaids. Are mermaids? they are they always top half human, bottom half fish? Are there any top half fish, bottom half human mermaids? Well, my question is, what about like a vertical split? Half and half. So, so left left half human, right half mermaid, or right half fish. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, or diagonally. That doesn't work as much, does it? Not, not, not as much. But like, you're talking as if mermaids work. Well, true. Or front and back. <laughs> it's a human from the front, but a fish from behind. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, I, I, I think there is a Futurama episode set under the sea that has a top half mermaid, top half or mermaids? top half fish, a top half fish. Yeah. And bottom half human. Right. But yeah. So. The Little Mermaid. So how we're making the sequel sci-fi is we're taking a leaf out of Highlander's book. Have you watched Highlander? Uh, there can only be one. There can only be one, even mm. though there's, I think, four films. 
Yeah. Yeah, so uh, obviously Highlander, uh, fucking amazing film. Apparently they're remaking it with Henry Cavill soon. Uh, I have a lot of time for any film set in Scotland that casts Sean Connery as a Spaniard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Highlander 2, The Quickening, makes them all aliens. Okay. So out of absolutely nowhere. uh, So this is the big... I'm just going to read the first uh, paragraph of uh, the Wikipedia plot to Highlander 2. Roughly 500 years before the film takes place, on the planet Zeist, a last meeting is held between the members of a rebellion against the corrupt leadership and the ruthless General Katana. Juan Sanchez Ramirez, a wise sorcerer who guides the rebellion, chooses the man called Connor McLeod, a man of great destiny, to lead them against Katana. Ramirez then uses the quickening, which he explains is a kind of magic to create a bond between him and McLeod that is stronger than death. So yeah, Highlander 2 suddenly retroactively makes everybody really old aliens from the planet Zeist. Because... Fair enough. Fair. So that's what we're going to do with uh, the mermaids. So they aren't actually mermaids. They're aliens. They are aliens from a distant planet who have... uh, Shall we go rebellion? Shall we... We'll go... We'll go... Highlander 2 rules completely. So uh, King Triton has kicked off a rebellion on the, we'll, we'll even steal the name, on the planet Zeist against, uh, we'll also steal the villain's name because it kind of sounds Disney, General Katana. So General Katana, I will imagine, is kind of like an Ursula style squid witch. Squid witch. Squid witch. Squidwards. But... Yeah. And then uh, the rebellion fails and they get uh, exiled to we'll do that wanky thing you always get in sci-fi films like the distant uninhabited planet of earth where the life forms you know that kind of thing yeah okay it's sebastian it's still Uh, sebastian will still be in it yeah all of all of the talking fish come from the planet the water planet zeist okay they've all been sent to earth where on earth they're you know could you not have a, a a crossover in the disney universe here where actually they all come from Hoth, but because of climate change, Hoth has melted as is now a water planet. Ah, so the opposite plot of The Man Who Fell to Earth. Yeah. <laughs> In that instead of uh, their planet drying up and they send David Bowie, <laughs> uh, their planets turn to ice, so they send mermaids. Exactly. Obviously. That. Yeah. The mermaid who fell to Earth? No, that doesn't... Well, fuck it, yeah, we'll go, we can... Work in, t- work in progress title, The Mermaid Who Fell to Earth. So yeah, fuck it. Turns out Hoth used to be a beautiful water planet. <laughs> <laughs> they they realise that because of climate change and uh, fucking... Do you remember when everyone thought End of Days was going to be brought around by like deodorant? Hey, uh, not the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> not, not that. For, my, for a brief moment there, my first thought was, there's an Arnie film called Deodorant? <laughs> no, so not End of Days, which is an awful film where Arnie f- fights Satan. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, yes, it was the, the CFCs, I believe. Were the, yes, uh, yes, the exactly. Issues. Yeah, so because of that, because, uh, cause, well, Taunton smell, obviously, as we mm. know from Empire Strikes Back, they use too much deodorant which cooled down the planet and was freezing the seas. So they sent off, like, Superman-style mermaids who landed on the distant, uninhabited and unintelligent planet of Earth where they've set up a civilization in the sea. And things, you know, the first film still happens as it does, but second, I don't know, 
maybe they find, you know, Ariel's wandering around trying to find her human shit that she loves so much, and she stumbles across. Oh, what's this? It's a fucking spaceship with mermaid pictures on, and then she gets sent back to their back to some kind of water planet and discovers other mermaids who are there. And yeah, I mean, it's completely out of left field. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. It's based entirely on the fact that mermaids are weird. And it makes, I would argue, this is less out of left field than the starlight barking. I would completely agree with you. Because at least this is set under, like, you know, there, there is a little bit of a... <coughs> There's a very fine line between fantasy and sci-fi, right? Yeah. And mermaids are kind of sci-fi anyway. They're half people, half fish who breathe and sing under the sea. There's a Rastafarian crab. That's Star Wars written all over. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they especially the, with the prequel trilogy, they loved a, loved a bit of racial stereotyping. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You you know who's playing um Sebastian in the live action movie? Am I right? I don't know why I think this, but is it Idris Elba? Uh, it is not. Uh, <laughs> let me double double check so that I'm not. Uh, think more, Hamiltony. Oh, the Miranda. No. Oh, David Diggs. David Diggs. David Diggs. I'm. I am. I am quite looking forward to the Little Mermaid remake. I'm not going to lie. I was looking forward to it a bit more because at one point I think Richard Curtis was attached to it, but Melissa McCarthy's in it, who's great. Javier Bardem's in it, who's great, and David Diggs is in it, who's great. So, you know, I'm giving it a go. But it's not set in space, and I think that's really the inevitable next step for mermaids. You know, there's got you know, Avatar's going to the water. Space water. Why can't the Little Mermaid? This this is very true, um, and um, yeah, I I have no no obvious um, rebuttal. Yeah, I I think it would just kind of make sense. So they would, yeah. So she'll Ariel will find a spaceship where she then learns that mermaids came from outer space. She'll get in the spaceship and it will then send her off to a distant water planet where she discovers all of her and like some kind of war between mermaids. And then Eric has to build a spaceship. Mm -hmm. Obviously. Obviously. It's just the way it's done. And it will still be a musical, obviously. Yeah. In the stars. Um, In the star sea. As as Lafayette, um, David Diggs raps at 6.3 words per second. That is insane. (laughs) Have Have you tried? To do guns and ships? No. Only in as much as when you go, and then I forget the, I haven't listened to it in a while, but then you just say the uh, end of it. The, the, the thing with guns and ships is there is a brief moment where you think you're doing it and then it speeds up. Like, you know, when you see, you get it, I think a lot in like sport where you think someone's running as fast as they can and then suddenly there's like an extra gear. Yeah. It's like that, but with Rafi. Yeah, he is, so basically he does he hits about the same um same number of words as Eminem can, who holds the world record. Yeah, it's I I think Guns and Ships is definitely one of my favourite songs from Hamilton. Oh, it's fantastic. My first choice is going to be 
Um, okay, you, you, there's a bit of a choose your own adventure here, Ian. Classic. You can either pick, so this is going to be one of two movies, either pick from land mammals or insects. <laughs> Any, okay, um, let's go insects. Insects, right, so the film is Pinocchio. Okay, that's not the. Uh, that's not where I thought that was going. Uh, well, Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. Jim- no, I, I made the connection now, but I was expecting like ants or a Bug's Life ah. or those other ones. Those other the ones. B movie. Um, only one of those is Disney. Yes. I think Bug's Life is Disney Pixar. Yeah. Oh, the other two are on... Ants was DreamWorks, I think. Ants feels like the kind of film that was created because Bugs Life did well. Oh, 100%. And Ants, I think, had like Sylvester Stallone in it. Uh, possibly. Yeah, I think. And Woody Allen? Everything we've, everything we've said for the last five minutes has a question mark yeah. at the end of it. You can, I mean, there's, there's some good inflections going Sein- here. Yeah. Seinfeld is a B? <laughs> anyway. Anyway, Pinocchio. Pinocchio. So, second part of Choose Your Own Adventure is, I think I mentioned to this the other day, we are going to completely three bean salad this. In that, we are going to improv <laughs> Pinocchio 2, <laughs> the sci-fi Pinocchio. So, end of Pinocchio, Pinocchio is a real boy, right? That's, that's, what, we, he's a real that's boy. what we determine, and he's forced to live with the creepy Geppetto. Beginning of Pinocchio 2, uh, Pinocchio kills Geppetto with his laser eyes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> another, another case of that's not where I thought that was going. <laughs> Okay, so la- la- laser eyes. Laser eyes. And I think it turns out that Pinocchio was neither a puppet nor a real boy, but a Terminator all along. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay, so, right, so the important thing here yeah. is is this the advent of the machines, mm-hmm. or was Pinocchio sent back in time to kill someone? I think advent of the machines. Okay, so Pinocchio is basically the precursor to Skynet. Yeah. Is that. Or, or actually, no, 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 let's go back. <laughs> Pinocchio was sent back in time to kill Geppetto because Geppetto was intent on filling the world with puppets rather than robots. <laughs> Distracting people from the machine uprising with puppets. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so they sent back, they, they replaced, I'm assuming they replaced Pinocchio then. Yes. With a machine. Well, they replaced, so the whole way that Pinocchio, it turns out Pinocchio was always a puppet. Pinocchio became a real boy, but he has wasn't actually a real boy. He was like a Terminator in disguise as a real boy. And they sent him back as the real boy slash Terminator and just disposed nice. of the puppet. The puppet was burned. Used for used okay. for robot fuel. Nice. But father, I am a real boy. <laughs> and then laser eyes. And then laser eyes. Laser eyes. Laser eyes, which quite famously the Terminators did not have. <laughs> well, this is um, you know, uh, <laughs> They had glowing red eyes. Arnie just never used them. They had glowing red eyes, yeah, but sure. But on like bad cameras, I've had red eyes in photos. It doesn't mean I'd oh, fucking laser. Oh, I'm you. sorry, Ian. Are you are you outing yourself as a T100? Hey, hey, let's not go down that road. <laughs> so, okay, so Pinocchio, there was no actual magic. Pinocchio was not turned into a real boy. The puppet was actually abducted and burnt and replaced by a robot sent back by our future robot overlords to murder Geppetto. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and this is the opening, this is, the opening of this the movie. Is the, opening the, brutal, the brutal murder of Geppetto. Yeah, the patricide of Geppetto. <laughs> okay. Okay, all right. 
Where are we going from here? <laughs> that is a very good question, Ian. Where do you go from from well, I mean, laser well, eye murder well, of an old Italian gentleman? <laughs> um, well, I mean, I, I'm assuming Jiminy Cricket's going to have shit to say about this. Yeah, yeah. I guess you it's know. Jiminy Cricket. I think Jiminy Cricket's kind of must be the um. It, well, he's the conscience, right? But robots don't have consciences, or do they? Dun dun dun. <laughs> What is love? Single tear. That that's the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we've got the beginning so, and the end. We just need to flesh it out with the middle. Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. So Jiminy Cricket plays the the James Connor role in this. <laughs> the John Connor role because James Connor is a running back for the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> he could play that role. He could. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Jiminy Cricket is a running back. <laughs> a running back who might be able to save the world by building so is building puppets the only way to stop the robot uprising i think yeah i think it's it's you know funny enough for a story that involves robots it's a binary choice ian we either have puppets <laughs> or we have robots there's no in between okay all right so all right so we can i like this so i already have an ending of the film mm. because it will make it will go all cyclical and i fucking lap that shit up so we have two points to connect to right yep. we have uh, Pinocchio brutally murdering Geppetto. Yep. And then the end will be Jiminy Cricket going back in time to get Geppetto to start building puppets. Yep. To stop the robot uprising. I'm here. I'm here for it. So we'd also then get a scene of there will then be like a future film where Pinocchio is looking through all the Jiminy Crickets in a phone book. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously. Pinocchio 3 is going to be another Pinocchio being sent back in time to kill a younger version of Jiminy Cricket. Well, yeah, I mean, this stuff writes itself. Which would just be a... No, crickets are just small crickets, aren't they? They don't. There's no, like... Well, they're either that or they're bats. Because <laughs> cricket... <laughs> it's a sport. Um, it's a sport. Yeah. All right, so how how do we then connect those two events? So we would have Jiminy Cricket... Is this, is this going to be so? I th- Jiminy Cricket trying to defeat Pinocchio, or Pinocchio trying to kill? Like, oh, is this a f- cat and mouse situation, a puppet and cricket situation? <laughs> the old, the old puppet, puppet and cricket situation. So I think what is well, so post Geppetto murder, I think Pinocchio goes into all of Geppetto's like notebooks and everything, and he looks up the uh, all of the ways of building. Well, I can only assume Geppetto was doing an army of puppets to take over the world, but uses that as the basis to kind of start a production line of Pinocchio Terminators to enslave the human race. Jiminy Cricket is there trying to um, trying to foil his plan um, and carnage ensues, I think. What, what, what I, I really want the scene where, so, you know, Jiminy Cricket has... Cut, you know, they, they're going to the time machine, right? To send Jiminy Cricket back to make more puppets. Yeah. And he's uh, cutting a sway through all the Terminators. And then, you know, you've got the thing of the bad guy, bad, bad robot Pinocchio, obviously a phrase this podcast would culminate in, <laughs> standing over an injured Jiminy Cricket. And then suddenly a, a, a bullet hits him. It's like, oh my God, what, what, who the fuck is shooting at bad robot Pinocchio? And then you look up and there's just Jim Henson with a sniper rifle. In the rafters, <laughs> and he does that. Like, I know your webcam's broken, so we aren't a webcam now. But he does like you know the uh, support. I I think it is referred to as the 
supporting character in an action movie, thumbs up nod. Yeah, I know exactly you know what, what I mean. mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just looks at Jim! Because obviously Jim Henson's going to be on the side of good, as... Oh, of course. I, I assume he always is. So, uh, yeah, I, the, I'm, I, the, the scene, the, the thumbs up nod that comes to mind for me is um, Steve Buscemi in Billy Madison. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly that. And then Jim Henson we'll... smears lipstick on his face. <laughs> yeah, and then and then we'll end up, you know, twenty twenty movies down the line of this franchise, you'll get the massive pitched battle between loads of famous robots and loads of famous puppets. <laughs> the Muppet verse versus um, all of the Wally and Co. Basically, <laughs> so. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So it's just it's just just Terminator. Term. So G- yeah. Jiminy 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 Cricket is trying to go back in time to convince Geppetto to make puppets so that the robot uprising doesn't happen. Because as we know, we can't have puppets and robots. Yeah. As you can't have both. Yeah. Well, that that's why I think AI is taking off now because CGI is replacing a lot of the practical effects. So it it makes sense. It's it's science. It's very true. When was the last time you saw a, saw a puppet in the wild? Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I I very long time, <laughs> very long time. Or they were very very realistic puppets. This is true. Which is what I always assumed that everyone was puppets. But now I'm thinking, you know what, Ian? Maybe they aren't. <laughs> and you know, films like this need to speak to the zeitgeist. I think currently the zeitgeist is distinctly speaking. Hey, where the fuck are the puppets? Where the fuck are the puppets? That is the um, that's the tagline to the movie sorted. Pinocchio two. Where the fuck are the puppets? <laughs> yep. Are we ending it there? <laughs> I think so. I mean, where where else should you go from there? So my 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 next choice then. We uh, there's no choose your own adventure here, but uh, you can you can help me. Build this this together. Okay. So let's have. Uh, I just need to quickly remind myself how a film ends. Usually with credits. Uh, usually with credits. Yes. There's there's credits and then boom. So Aladdin, and just to just to specify here, we're going animated Aladdin. We aren't bringing Will Smith into this. Good. You're all right, Thanks, buddy. So Aladdin and Jasmine are just. Living the life, living the life of Riley after Aladdin, you know the the genie's still hanging around doing his thing, and then um, uh, the Sultan comes in. Yep, and he uh, sets Aladdin a quest. So, you know, we need like a MacGuffin or a red herring that he has to go to another kingdom to find. Okay. So, and before we dive into that. There are Aladdin sequels. I'm aware of that. Some of them are surprisingly not awful, but we're pretending those don't happen for the sake of the point of this episode. So, what what is Aladdin going to find? Um, a wife for Abu. A, wa- a a monkey wife. A monkey wife. Okay. So, Aladdin is set the task of finding a monkey wife <laughs> from the Sultan. Um, so he has to leave the kingdom uh, and go and find it, and he. Takes the genie with him because obviously Yasmin can go, the magic carpet can go. We'll even have the tiger. It'll be great. Do we know so, if the um does the magic carpet match the magic magic drapes? <laughs> does now. 
All of the all of the carpetry <laughs> in the palace is magic carpet. <laughs> uh, so yeah, okay. So they leave their very carpeted house, uh, very magic carpeted house, and they go out into the wider world. And as they're going out into the wider world, they start noticing some weird things. So they leave the leave the kingdom. I can't remember what the kingdom's called. The kingdom of Aladdin. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. We'll go with the kingdom of Aladdin. Kingdom of Aladdin. So they leave the Kingdom of Aladdin, which is going to be very weird to explain because he was a peasant there. <laughs> but, or he was named after the kingdom, obviously. Same thing, right? Yeah. Uh, so they leave Agrabah. It was Agrabah. Of course it's fucking Agrabah. That really... It's... That has legitimately upset me that I couldn't remember <laughs> Agrabah. So they leave Agrabah. Yep. They go into the desert, and as they're going, they start seeing some weird things. Like... Um, Kind of destroyed buildings, ruins, but they all look very modern. Mm. Graham, what what the fuck is this shit? What's happened here? And we have two, we have we have two choices here, and those choices are Charlton Heston or Mel Gibson. Um. Well, <laughs> I mean, they're both terrible people. Yes, they are. All right, we can we can we can re- redo this to slightly less, but also kind of terrible people <laughs> with Mark Wahlberg or Tom Hardy. <laughs> oh, we'll go Tom Hardy. Okay, Tom Hardy. So, and then they find something which, too, they don't recognise it, Graham, but we know that that is the ruins of the Sydney Opera House. So, it turns out Agrabah and the movie Aladdin is set in the future after a post-apocalyptic event, or after an apocalyptic event that has wiped out the majority of the planet. Nice. That's why there's sand everywhere. That's why there's sand everywhere. That's why uh, I'm going to be introducing you to Aladdin 2. Road Warrior. Excellent. So, there is a theory that Aladdin is set in the future, and I fucking love it. So, it explains... So, basically, none of the magic is magic. It is just science that people have forgot how it works, kind of thing. And it also explains why the genie makes really modern jokes. Okay, yeah. So, So, like, if Aladdin is set when it's supposed to be set... None of like the impressions or the improv that Robin Williams does makes any sense. But if you set it in the future and it's just the world's, you know, past, uh, uh, the genie is basically a hologram who is making jokes of the past. Yeah, this is this is true. Yeah, yeah. So it fu- it, it it fucking works. It tracks. And again, to to uh just to, <laughs> to repeat a phrase, I think we will be commenting or. To repeat a phrase, we will be phrasing a lot. Not as out of left field as the Starlight Barking. <laughs> this is this because is very true. We're not, we're not suddenly changing the rules of everything, like giving dogs psychic abilities. We're just it is it is just Aladdin. Every everything that has happened in Aladdin aligns with the fact that this is actually Mad Max. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I yeah. does everyone have like souped up magic carpets that they're uh... well. They do now. <laughs> so yeah, so they 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 will go out into uh, into the wastelands trying to find a monkey wife for for a boon. And then yeah, I mean we can just we we've got a lot of different plots they could run into. We'll get to see uh, Aladdin and I'm assuming some evil version of Aladdin fight in like a Thunderdome. Yep. So we could just do. Oh, actually, yeah, that is that is a. Uh, hang on. So I might, I might actually change what I'm doing here. We, we might do Aladdin Beyond Thunderdome. Okay. So 
Yeah, all right. So the Sultan sends them to Barter Town, obviously, uh, still run by Tina Turner, uh, to find a monkey she wife. Because if you're going to find... She is simply the best. She is simply the best. And, uh, yeah, so they, they sent, uh, <laughs> send them to Barter Town to find a monkey wife. Uh, there, I could just read through the entire plot of <laughs> Beyond Thunderdome and replace Max with Aladdin, really. Uh, Aladdin enters the subterranean underworld refinery area to size up Master Blaster and befriends Pig Killer, which all kind of sound like Disney characters anyway. Yeah. I'm not going to just read the entire plot of Beyond Thunderdome, but it is the entire plot of Beyond Thunderdome, but with Aladdin instead. Uh, yeah, why not? Right? It It works. And then instead of them trying to find... Well, yeah. And then it's just more more monkey wives than Mad Max, which, if anything, I think is the one thing that series was missing. I, I did I did think um, I did think when last time I saw a Mad Max movie, it was like it's it's good, but but where where are the ape wives? Where are the ape wives? Well, you know who famously had ape wives. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Go on. It would have been. Uh, yeah. It would have been good if it was if it was six. If it was, if, if, yeah, it was Henry. <laughs> I, I, I got caught up with Henry the Ape. Henry the Ape. Henry, Henry the Ape and his six wives. Yeah. Which, uh, also, I mean, that could be, again, like you could. Uh, Planet of the Apes opens you up to a lot of uh, sequels and prequels. You just redo historical epics, but with apes. Well, also, Planet of the Apes could cross over with uh, Aladdin Beyond the Thunderdome, because actually, maybe, maybe that's where uh, Abu's wife is all along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that, that that that's true. That is true. So uh, we 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 smush, we smush, we smush. We smush. We do love a smush here at we the smush. podcast. Nobody else will. We love a good smush. Uh, so yeah, and then um, I I mean I can't think of anything. We'll we'll still we'll keep it a musical. Yeah. Okay. Because why not? We've got Tina Turner in it. Mm-hmm. So and she is simply the best. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and it feels a waste not to keep it as a musical yeah. because we have kind of broadened the horizons here and introduced uh, a lot of new aspects this really is a whole new world <laughs> nice thanks man but it, it yeah i just i like the idea of taking a like like i said this this is this is a fan theory of aladdin already yeah and i like the idea of just running with it like i could it's not as out of left field, which is weird to say when we're talking about remaking Beyond Thunderdome with Aladdin, <laughs> but it's not hugely out there, which I find fucking wild. To be fair, I reckon there are pro- people have probably had like uh, they probably had serious LSD trips that were never as out there as the Starlight Barking. Oh no, and I mean, and the us researching this episode has kind of ruined some news for me that came out this week because I don't it doesn't seem as out there anymore. So this week it broke that there's gonna be a Winnie the Pooh themed horror movie. Yeah. And that came out after we talked in depth about the Starlight Barking, after I'd fucking read it, and after we were thinking into depth about what what Disney movie needs a weird sequel. And that came out and my first thought was just, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Like, it is complete. Everyone else is like losing their shit, and we're just like, "Well, of course, this is the world we live yeah. in now." Yeah, we we have manifested so, again in the manifestations. Yes. Continue. 
I think, I mean, this, so the whole reason that's being made, right, is because the, the Winnie the Pooh copyright expired, yeah? Yeah. We need to look up what shit is expiring. Maybe this is a future episode idea. We need to look up what copyrights are expiring and what films we make as a result. Yeah. Characters <laughs> in the public domain. If Mad Max and Aladdin are in there, I know what I'm going to be spending <laughs> my weekend doing. Oh, Mickey Mouse is now in the public domain. Surely not. I mean, maybe he is, but also, like, the Walt Disney Company have trained snipers on anyone that tries to draw those two big ears. Yeah, and then there's also, like, weird ones, right? Like, Snow White is, but the Seven Dwarfs aren't. Oh, yeah, but that's because they unionised. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the sequel that they couldn't get pushed out, you know. 40s, 50s America no. is the unionization of the Seven Dwarfs. We're not going down those mines. So, my next choice is, um, it is a Disney film. It's not, we're straying away from the, the animation and we're going to a classic Disney sports movie, which, like your um, mention of Aladdin, also has had many sequels, but we're just going to work with the first one. And that is The Mighty Ducks. And obviously, the sequel to The Mighty Ducks is basically Space Jam, but with Wayne Gretzky. Nice. <laughs> that's 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 it. But no, I I think um, I do like uh, like Space Jam was great. Don't get me wrong, um, but uh, I just think ice hockey is a much is a much better sport to play against intergalactic monsters than basketball. I don't know about you. Yeah, you know, uh, apparently they, when they were trying to develop Space Jam, they approached Tony Hawk. Oh, really? Yeah, so apparently I'm fairly sure they must have just approached, like, every sports person. <laughs> <laughs> just like, hey, do you want to, uh, do you want a Space Jam? Sure, a space. Well, space, space Jam would work for, for skating as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, it feels like, I don't know, I don't know what a jam is, Graham. Uh, I believe it's a form of, uh, a, a well, depends where you are, right? Because in the UK, it's it's something you spread on toast. In the US, uh, that would be um, they don't have jam, do they? They have Jello. No, Jello is jelly. Don't know. They, they have jelly. Yeah, yeah. So jelly is jam, and Jello is jelly. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's a preserve, Ian. <laughs> it's a space preserve. It's... Okay, so talking of, and this really annoys me, and we may have had this conversation before. Why on earth does, in the world of preserves and jelly and jams, I'm getting them all confused now. In the in the world of jams, why does the orange get special treatment? Oh, uh, oh, is this? Uh, are we becoming a hard hitting marmalade podcast now? <laughs> we are, yeah. Um, I'm. Uh, I I would not be able to tell. I don't want to get the marmalade. You know, we don't want the marmalade unions on us. Big marmalade. <laughs> big, big marmalade. I mean, that's obviously fronted by Paddington, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Like, like outside of the films, Paddington is a cruel, cruel bastard. He's, ca- he's, <laughs> he's capitalism personified. <laughs> yeah, that's why he was really in prison. White collar crime. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, that's, uh, that, that's what we need. The, like, the, uh, they, they needed to put more on the court case. They completely missed out the embezzling. <laughs> The um, insurance insurance yeah. fraud. Oh, don't get me start on start on poo and the great honey racket. Oh God, what what a prick! <laughs> <laughs> so 
space 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 jam and uh yeah the space ducks space ducks cool right yeah i just think um as i say like if you're if you're facing off against these intergalactic mon stars um you want a more of a physical game i think than a than basketball which is um i mean ice hockey is it right you've you've got all of the uh you basically follow the same uh, actually it even makes more sense if wayne gretzky started playing uh golf than michael jackson and michael jackson <laughs> michael jordan right yeah because definitely 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 you know, michael jackson definitely, definitely michael, jackson. michael jackson and probably more Oof. because who fam famously uh, learned... famously got suspended from music Secret, secretly suspended <laughs> from music so took up uh Oh, this could go dark. <laughs> oh, oh, um, yeah. We we've we've stumbled into uh, a lot of potentially awful, awful jokes there. So I'm gonna sidestep um, and just go. Hey, I think you mean Michael Jordan. I think I do mean Michael Jordan. Yeah, because if we learned nothing from Happy Gilmore, is that if you, if you're good at hockey, you're good at golf. Yeah. Just so. Yeah, I don't know how the how I guess so Wayne Gretzky gets pulled in to the hole. Okay. <laughs> whilst he's playing golf. Um uh slight tangent here the 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 uh whatchamacallits, the Looney Tunes aren't around, unfortunately. So instead Wayne Gretzky has to recruit a team of uh a team of misfits to help him beat the Monstars and and uh and win the with the universe, that's what happens in Space Jam, isn't it? Oh, um, no, wait, and... we can, because um, uh, there, there was a Mighty Ducks cartoon, right? Where was they, there? I didn't Where they that. were actual ducks. Oh, excellent. So we could even cross over the movie with the cartoon and have the movie characters get recruited by Wayne Gretzky because obviously he's going to recruit kids. Um, and then when they enter the monster universe, whatever it is, they become ducks. They turn into actual cartoon ducks. I am sold. Ian. sold. That is a that is a quacking idea. Nice. I like it. <laughs> uh, something, something. Get down. Love a bit of duck-based humor. Oh, everyone, everyone loves it. So, uh, something, something, something. Put it on my bill. <laughs> but yeah. I think um, I just think it plays out better than basketball. Is that as I say, it's the same same movie, um, just a little bit more Canadian. Yeah, Wayne Gretzky is Canadian, right? Yes, yes, yeah, yes. He has to be. <laughs> he must <laughs> surely. Be. Um, and if he's not, he is now. Um, yeah, Wayne Gretzky. You know, it it might mean that we we follow this. We we might get a a Last Dance movie. Uh, Documentary Wayne Gretzky. There must be a Wayne Gretzky. Sorry, are you the Wayne Gretzky documentary? Sorry, the... I'm basically sorry, saying sorry. Wayne Gretzky is. Sorry, the implication there <laughs> is that the only reason Michael Jordan has the Last Dance <laughs> is because he was in Space Jam. <laughs> we we discussed the butterfly effect the other week, Ian. Okay, it's it proved proved wrong. We 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 can't be sure what we what the world sure. would look like without Space Jam. So I can't say for sure that the last dance wouldn't have happened without it, but I feel like, I feel like other things. <laughs> predominantly, that documentary series was about other things. That's what they want you to think. Ah, right? okay, okay. You bloody bloody sheeple. <laughs> um. 
<laughs> big uh, space jam over here. Big space jam, yeah. Uh <laughs> oh, I'm losing it. Um but yeah, so space space ducks, space mighty ducks, it's space jam, but with ice hockey and Wayne Gretzky. And why not? does Emilio is it Emilio Estevez? Does he turn up? We'll, we'll I, say we'll give I mean, Emilio Estevez has to turn up. You can't not take yeah. Emilio Estevez. So, so Wayne Gretzky... To space. Yeah, Wayne Gretzky would recruit the Mighty Ducks and it yeah. doesn't quite work. You know? It's not yeah. It's not firing on all cylinders. They're not, they're not jelling. Yeah, yeah, they're not jelloing. Um, <laughs> so then he says, hey, what, you, you know what we need? We need Emilio Estevez. So it's not going to be the coach. It's going to be Emilio Estevez. Because okay. Space Space Jam obviously had Bill Murray as Bill Murray, yeah. So this tracks this track. Mighty yeah. Ducks Two: The Space Jam is going to just have Emilio Estevez. So it also means it is a meta movie. <laughs> yep. Where he's taken the fictional characters from a movie, and then an actor who was also in the movie. <laughs> yeah. So that makes it, it tracks. Yep, that's it. And obviously, you know, Wayne Gretzky wins it all. Happy days. As always. Go Ducks. Did you just hear me whistling? No. That's weird. Were you whistling? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was whistling Beauty and the Beast because uh, oh. for, we could dive straight into my choice because then there'll be a slight delay. Uh, because I, I currently have a list of Disney films open. Because I was about to talk in depth about uh, remember the Titans crossed with Space Jam. And obviously, we can't uh, <laughs> we we can't double Space Jam. You can never double because that's a, jam, that's no. a Space Jam jam. Yeah, and uh, the Disney the Disney list is annoying because you start getting like really weird shit in it the closer you get to modern day. Yeah. I, 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 you're probably looking at the same list I did. <laughs> D three dot D two three dot com. Yeah. D twenty three, I think. Why is it D twenty three? That's their like fan club thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, the documentary African Cats Kingdom of Courage. Uh, maybe, maybe. Oh, uh, the D. The D refers for Disney. I, obviously, yeah. Uh, twenty three because in it was founded in nineteen twenty three. Huh. interesting. But the, the internet wasn't go. a thing then. <laughs> yeah, it was. It uh, Walt Disney had access. Ah, uh, of course, he had access to everything. He is the internet now that he's in that frozen brain in a jar. Yeah, he he's uploaded his consciousness like that guy yeah. in Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. Uh, ooh, 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 sir. Hang on. You've gone full, uh, full fast show. Yes, I have. Awesome. Oh, okay, right. This is actually going to be the third in a series. Okay. Rather than a direct. Some may call that a trilogy. Yes. So this is going to be a, uh, it is going to be a sequel to a second film, and that is how I'm getting this through the senses. It is the um, Matrix revelations of films. Of sequels. Yes, yeah, exactly. So, this is going to be called National Treasure, Dark Side of the Moon. Okay. So this is a sequel to 2007's Nicolas Cage vehicle, National Treasure Book of Secrets. 
So well, National Treasure, as we know, is Benjamin Franklin Gates solving really, really obvious puzzles to then get very, very rich. Yep. So National Treasure, Dark Side of the Moon, we're going to have a sci-fi edge to it. It's going to turn out he is finding some big alien conspiracy that also has a, you know, a, a value attached to it. And this time, the key puzzle piece, rather than a map written on the back of the Declaration of Independence or something to do with a diary, the map is going to be on the dark side of the moon. The Pink Floyd album? The So they're going to, originally, they're going to think it's the Pink Floyd album. Yeah. And he's and, going to listen to it backwards and forwards and then have a Nicolas Cage freak out because he doesn't know what's yeah, going like, on. Yeah, like, like it interlaid over. It's like I played it backwards and forwards at the same time on, like, I don't know, yeah. fucking Hamilton's vinyl player. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have to get the Founding Fathers in there somewhere. Yeah. It's like, maybe, yeah, maybe it's not the Pink Floyd album. And then you'll cut, like, you know that thing where they do in films where you'll, like, blur out the foreground and put the background into yeah. focus and in the background there's the moon and he realises hey it's actually on the dark side of the fucking moon so it's literal it's fucking literal it's literal it turns out this puzzle was the easiest puzzle yet I don't know where <laughs> the puzzle will be so let's just find a list of founding fathers let's go with um, list of objects is it John Adams he doesn't. He doesn't get a lot of. Uh... John, John Adams. Yeah, we could do John Adams. All right. So John Adams. Oh wow! If you search list of objects, the first thing that comes up is diary. So now I feel like when writing National Treasure Two, they just did this. <laughs> so hang on. Okay. So list of founding fathers. Um, the National Treasure Two guy isn't on there, so it's okay. But yeah. All right. So John Adams is. I, okay, so I've got, um, okay, here you go. Pick a number between 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Pick a number between 1 and 18. 16. Cup. Cup. Yep. Okay, so John Adams's cup. <laughs> Scrolled on if it. You'd have picked, if you'd have picked 10, it would have been John Adams's washing machine. <laughs> Oh, so it's John Adams' washing machine. <laughs> John Adams' is like steampunk washing machine and etched yeah. underneath it because, ooh, puzzles in hieroglyphics? Uh, yeah, or maybe um, Mayan? Mayan, okay. So written underneath, written underneath John Adams' washing machine in Mayan is the map is on the dark side of the moon. Yeah, and given that this is a washing machine from the eighteenth century, Benjamin Franklin Gates' first thought is, "Hey, the Pink Floyd album." <laughs> so the first quarter of the film is Benjamin Franklin Gates trying to track down Alexander Hamilton's record player. Yeah, so that he can play "Dark Side of the Moon" on it in a variety of different ways. He then realizes, "Shit, what about the actual moon?" Well, actually, I think before that, he also is like he needs to try and find like um, like Roger Waters' guitar. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, so he has to he has to play Dark Side of the Moon himself. 
to just, see just, that just to be it. sure. Yeah, so you have just that thing. Sure. You have that thing where in National Treasure Two he kidnaps the president, even though he really doesn't have to at all. <laughs> so he kidnaps all of Pink Floyd. All of Pink Floyd. Even though he doesn't present. have to. And now he's on the run from the NSA, because the NSA are obviously big Pink Floyd fans. Yeah. That sounds like I was making a weird political statement, but I was just trying to think of a letter organisation that hadn't been in one of the other films. <laughs> yeah. Although they're not so big on, on, on Dark Side of the Moon, they're more of a the wall kind of, uh, kind yeah. of fan base. But yeah. it, nevertheless, they don't want to see the, the Floydies captured and yeah. held against their will. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So... He then realizes it's the actual moon, so they then have to go to. Oh, and um, we've also we've we've already had his parents, so we need to cast his grandparents. Mm. So, who would you have as Nicolas Cage's granddad? Um, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was I was going to go Christopher Walken. Yeah, I mean, similar choices. Okay. All right. No. Fuck it. So. Gra- uh, gran- grandparents are Christopher Walken and Morgan Freeman. Yeah, it's it's a modern family. It's a modern family. Morgan Freeman, in the fifties, obviously worked in Roswell. <laughs> so we then do a bit of a tangent alongside Independence Day, where they break into Area Fifty One and steal the spaceship to go to the moon to read the map on the back of the moon. Which is going to yep. tell them where the treasure is. So I'm assuming you have to be there at a certain point and the treasure map is basically just a big arrow like it was drawn by a child. <laughs> just pointing down at the earth. Just pointing down at a very... He's like, hey, the treasure's here. And obviously the treasure has to be in some kind of national monument. So yep. American National Monuments. Oh, it's either... Okay, for me, it's either Mount Rushmore or the Statue of Liberty. Uh, Mount Rushmore's already been done. Ah. So Mount, Mount Rushmore was uh, National Treasure 2. Uh, Statue of Liberty, and then you can tie all three of your movies together because you've also got the Planet of the Apes vibes here. Good God, man. So, oh, wait, no, because they've already had the Statue of Liberty as well. Oh, fuck's sake. So the Statue um, of Liberty was, because there's a tiny one in France? There is, yeah. And they There's quite um, a few in France. Yeah, and they had um, there was a clue written on that one. So we need we okay. need a new a new national monument. The the entirety of the Grand Canyon. The entirety of the Grand. Well, <laughs> the Grand Canyon, ob- clearly, obviously, something built by aliens. Well, this is true. So you know, it was it was there. Turns out, uh, nobody has thought of checking the Grand Canyon ever. And it's actually the home to a load of. Uh... Ah, do we do the cop out Kingdom of the Crystal Skull ending, where it turns out the treasure is actually like knowledge? Yeah, I suppose you could do, but all you could say is there's an ancient Mayan civilization who were originally from the moon, because then that tracks back to the Mayan writing on the bottom of the uh, the washing machine. Ah, I like it. So these moon Mayans, yeah, live underneath the Grand Canyon. Yes. Because uh, that's where they were. The, the Grand Canyon was obviously them. It was full of alien treasure. Yep. And they've now taken that underneath the Grand Canyon. And in case they forget, put a map on the back of the moon. 
So they go under the Grand Canyon. They meet all of these aliens. And they're all like, oh, hi, guys. How's being an alien? And then it gets all... They get teleported to, like, a planet of gold. And they're all like, yay, we're rich, but we're going to give it all to the museums. And then they keep a fraction of it. But obviously, a comically small fraction of a planet of gold is obviously going to be, like, a fuckload of money. So then that causes hyperinflation and everyone dies. <laughs> Actually, no, let's not, let's, let's not do that. So Nicolas Cage then becomes crazy stupid rich again. And they then end the film with a suggestion that he's going to find out the answer to some crazy global conspiracy. Like, is Aladdin set in the post-apocalypse? Done. So, there we go. We, we get moon Mayans. We get a clue on the back of the fucking moon. We get the Grand Canyon. We get everything that you could possibly want from a National Treasure movie. It also means we get a National Treasure movie, which they've been trying to fucking take away from us. Um, and yeah, Golden. Would have thought I came up with that ages ago. <laughs> nice. I'm here for it. My final choice. So I thought I would go for a movie that is in and of itself trippy as fuck, um, which would nicely align with with uh, the sci-fi. Sci- um... Sci-fi Fantasia. Well, yeah. I suppose, yeah, I suppose Fantasia is quite trippy, isn't it? But um, no, I'm going for sci-fi Dumbo because that scene, you know, like the I get I haven't watched the live action one, actually. Um, I've been meaning to, but a lot of people said it was dreadful. So we're going with the is it like 50s, 40s Dumbo? I think it's. Yeah, it is. It is surprisingly old. Yeah. Um, I've said I've, I've my internet history is so weird today. <laughs> list of national object uh, monuments. List of objects. Dumbo, nineteen forty one. Nineteen forty one. So this yeah. was this was this was made before America had joined the Second World War. <laughs> this is what it's... this is what they were busy doing. Giving LSD to elephants, which they've actually done. Right there is there's documented cases of um, giving LSD to elephants. Yes, yes. There's um. Scientists do a lot of weird things to elephants. You know, they hung an elephant once. Not scientists, like the, the judges. The mob. But yeah, I think an elephant accidentally killed a load of people, so they hung the elephant. They like lynched an elephant. As you do. As you do. Anyway, Dumbo. Dumbo. Yeah, so uh, you know the scene I'm talking about, right? Like that is trippy as anything. Yes. So I just feel that kind of tracks if we're, if we're going um go down the sci-fi route. However, where I'm pitching this... And tell me if you saw this coming. It turns out in Dumbo 2 Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> he um, is... Uh, Dumbo is part of the MCU. <laughs> okay, right. That's No, that is not where I saw this going. Because, obviously, despite everything that we saw in the original Dumbo movie... Can I... Wait, um, can, I, can, I can I try and guess? Go on, then. Is it gamma radiation? <laughs> Oh no no no. Okay. <laughs> um Dumbo is obviously so what was the thing about Dumbo that made him like stand out from the elephants, right? His ears were too big, yeah. Ears were too big. So my um my 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 theory here is that actually Dumbo was never an elephant. Dumbo was a scroll. 
So what you're you saying is you didn't quite get it right. Dumbo is the precursor to Secret Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Secret Invasion or whatever the fuck that is. Exactly. Okay. Okay. All right. So Dumbo is a shape-shifting alien from yeah, wherever it is. Scrolls are from uh, Maidenhead. <laughs> the planet's also, Maidenhead. Just, just talking of um, uh, elephants with big ears. It's one of my. Um, it's a terrible joke, but it's one of my favorites. Is why, why have elephants got big ears? Why do elephants have big ears? Because Noddy won't pay the ransom. Hey. <laughs> um. Yeah, so um, I'm gonna say that what's the? It's kind of um, it's I guess it's all intertwined into like the Captain Marvel storyline. So I'm gonna say Dumbo yeah. two and Captain Marvel two are probably the same film. Yeah, I mean, like I I um always thought when watching Captain Marvel, you know what? I think this ties into Dumbo. <laughs> But yeah, exactly. I'm I'm glad it I'm glad it wasn't just me. Uh, <laughs> uh, obviously, means we get the big star value of um of of Brie Larson um pulling in yep. the viewership, and yeah, Dumbo's um Dumbo's out to do scrolly things. His actual real name is Dumbo. He's like that's his scroll name. So he was pl- hiding in plain sight. Oh, well, actually, Dumbo is a nickname because you're a nickname. Dumbo's real name uh, sounds like a bad name someone would give their penis. His actual name is Jumbo Junior. <laughs> and, oh, and his mum, Mrs. Jumbo. Mrs. Jumbo. Mrs. Jumbo. Yep. Just going to let that sink in. Mrs. Jumbo. <laughs> Are we. Uh... Is that enough? Mrs. Jumbo. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Mrs. it turns out like Jumbo. Mrs. Jumbo. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. please, please continue. Um, yeah, because obviously at the end of uh, at the end of Dumbo, he's he's like signed this Hollywood contract. His mum, Mrs. Jumbo, is free, and yeah, obviously. And the other thing, right? Dumbo could fly. That's not just a big ear thing, right? That's an alien thing. So all yes. of this makes sense. It, it it's you know I I'm. I'm surprised that they've not made the tie-in already, if I'm honest. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, it's by the book. And, yeah. I mean, scrolls, I'm assuming, can fly if they shapeshift into something that can fly. And they just got ears and wings mixed up. Yeah. Easy. Because, notoriously, not the most um, intelligent of, of, uh, of aliens, the scrolls. Yeah, if you, if you think the key to um, a... If you think the, the the key to success is infiltrating a circus, then you're probably also <laughs> going to think elephants have wings. Yeah, yeah. Whether or not in Dumbo two we see Dum- Dumbo as a an elephant again, I think we must do at some point just as a bit of an Easter egg. But really, we're just we're just following him on his uh, his journey to either defeat and or befriend Captain Marvel because we're still not quite sure if they're the good guys or the bad guys. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's true. So I just um, I, I just googled scrolls, mm. um, and I got like the Marvel fandom wiki up, and yeah, I, just just as like a hey, let's get this in front of me so we don't make any like crazy stupid comic book mistakes that cause people to hate us, and uh, apparently scrolls are susceptible to various forms of cancer. <laughs> that doesn't feel like a plot point that's needed. 
No, that feels unnecessary, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, unless, unless, unless that's going to be a key, um, a key part of a future movie. Like oh, Talos Jesus has Christ. Talos has got leukemia. Can you imagine, like, if that is how the the like the Infinity Saga ended, like <laughs> Thanos gets beaten because he's got lymphoma, and then that's that's it. The, the last um, scene is just him in like uh, hospice care with all of the Avengers around him. <laughs> Hulk has just smashed up his chemotherapy machine. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. Comics are weird. Yeah. Anyway, away from that, I'm assuming, I'm assuming uh, again, a phrase which uh, possibly the first time this has ever been said, I'm assuming Dumbo doesn't have cancer. <laughs> I don't think so, no. Okay, so what, what is, what is uh, h- how do you envisage, envisage Dumbo 2 working then? So what, what is the scroll? How do we find out Dumbo is a scroll? Um, so he's obviously, he's got his big Hollywood contract. He's mid- so he's he is making Dumbo, the real movie of his life. That's the kind of meta <laughs> shit I like. So D- Dumbo is making Dumbo. Dumbo is making Dumbo because that was obviously the first movie that they were going to make. With you know, it was a, such a fantastic story. You've got the 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 racist crows and and all sorts. <laughs> yeah, we're not on this light-hearted episode. We are not going near those with the fucking barge pole today. <laughs> like like do do some research. Deep down, there is a very dark underbelly to Dumbo, which then also gets oh. very confusing when you. Yeah, it's there's Usually a lot. So. There's a lot of things to discuss, but right now we're focusing on the fact that Dumbo was obviously an alien. Okay, shapeshifting we, alien. We're good. So he's in the middle of making the movie, and he's doing a press junket, and has got the the lifestyle of of Hollywood's gone to his head. Right, he's you know snorting loads of coke up his trunk. Um, just boozing non-stop turns up with a massive hangover he's having a, a, a come up the next morning meant to be doing this um, press junket and because he's so off his tits on um, all sorts of uh, opioids and uh, amphetamines forgets to forgets to properly um, uh, transform himself so he's mostly elephant just missing the trunk human trunk Everything else is normal. Human drunk. Human nose. <laughs> well, scroll nose. Everything else is scroll nose. Everything else is uh, is elephant. And then obviously he gets hounded and chased out of Hollywood. We find him uh, in a in a truck stop in North Dakota. <laughs> um, he's he's sipping on a, a beer out of a brown paper bag. Um, he's in his, uh, he is full scroll at this point. And you just see the lights of a spaceship, similar to in Guardians of the Galaxy when the, the, the spaceship comes down for the, to pick Peter Quill up. They rescue Dumbo, you know, try to get him back on track, take him to space AA. And yeah, then they go, uh, go plot to, to destroy all of Hollywood. Um, but they come back in the future and it's in the middle of Hollywood churning out all of these MCU movies. So they attack the actors of the MCU movies, thinking them to be the actual superheroes that they want to take down. And then the real Captain Marvel saves everyone. Okay. So so this, if anything, is the multiverse of madness we needed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So there we go. Okay. <laughs> Mrs. Jumbo. 
Mrs. Jumbo, are you processing or have you, do you have questions? Um, I have so many questions and we do not have the time. <laughs> so those were our choices. Those were our choices. Um, now it's time to find out what we would have as our top three and then what the podcast nobody asked for's top three list will be. So out of mine, uh, I am going to go... Uh, I'm going to go National Treasure 3. 3? Yep. National Treasure 33. We can we can but hope. Yeah. National Treasure 33 um, in 3, uh, mainly because uh, I like the other ideas, uh, and I came up with that on the spot. And I think, uh, I think given time, maybe I could have come up with a plot to National Treasure 3 that was a bit better than that. But I stand by it. I think it would fucking work. Um, s- number two, I think I'm going to go Little Mermaid The Quickening. Um, yeah. Again, I like the idea that you're taking things which are clearly not, are clearly fucking aliens, and just confirming that they're aliens. So uh, I think that could be interesting. And then number one, I'm going uh, Aladdin Beyond Thunderdome. Uh, because, like I said, I like the idea that it's not as left field. Like, it would make sense. Yeah. Which is a weird thing to say when we're talking about a remake of Mad Max 3 done animated with Aladdin characters. Uh, and yours, what is the top three of your three? My top three of my three. So third place, I'm going to go with um, Mighty Space Jam Ducks, just because it's probably too closely aligned to um, Space Jam. And um, whilst Hollywood does love doing that, um, I think I want to be a little bit more creative, which is why in second place we have Dumbo being a scroll and trying to kill all of the actors in the MCU because he thinks they're the actual superheroes and that's why uh, Hollywood drove him out. And then in first place, it uh, has to be um, Terminator Pinocchio. <laughs> yes. I think I think that's fair. Um, I do like I do like Terminator Pinocchio. <laughs> so those were our top threes. Mm. But what about the combined the podcast nobody asked for top three? What 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 are we thinking? What are your early initial thoughts? So my early initial thoughts, the ones that are up there are Terminator Pinocchio. Um, for me, National Treasure Thirty Three. Okay. Uh, um, uh, Dumbo killing the MCU, <laughs> um, and um, so I do like Aladdin, but the problem I have with it is it makes too much sense. And if we're using Starlight Barking as our okay. as our jumping off point here, um, I I feel like we're we're you've. Yeah, you've gone a bit too... You've made too much sense, Ian. I have made too much sense. <laughs> okay. Right, so just to, just to briefly reverse the podcast yeah, and, and jump back into the previous section, you just said Dumbo kills the MCU. Yeah. That should be the title of the movie. <laughs> have, you, have you read any of like the blank kills the Marvel Universe comics? I've done... Like, I've seen the... Um... The what's it called? The Deadpool one. Yeah, so there's Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, then there's Deadpool Illustrated, which I think is him killing other fictional characters. Yeah. And then I think Deadpool kills Deadpool. Yeah. Which is Deadpool versus other variants of Deadpool. Um and I also think there's a Punisher kills the Marvel Universe. I think Squirrel Girl saves the Marvel Universe. Okay. 
Like, there's loads of those. So if if we have, but Dumbo Two is Dumbo kills the MCU. Yeah, I am. I like that idea. <laughs> the only the only thing there though is, so D- Dumbo. It's it is multiverse of madness, but said Doctor Strange, it's Dumbo, and he crashes into the MCU and just starts fucking up superheroes. Basically, yeah. Um, as as a shape shifting scroll, obviously. As a shape shifting um, scroll elephant thing. How 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 would I I will I will put Dumbo in the top three. Yeah. But you have to tell me how he kills Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man. Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man. So um, Thor, he, um, he oh, Thor, what what would an elephant do to Thor? He, it's. It's the it's a simple one, but it's 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 effective. It's just it's just a Thor's hammer up the bum. Okay. <laughs> so you're you're saying uh, as in tricking Thor into changing position as he's calling the hammer back, or are you saying that Scroll Dumbo is worthy? Scroll Dumbo is worthy. Actually, Scroll Dumbo is worth. Um, okay. <laughs> Iron Man. Um, Iron Man is going to be a sort of a. Uh, a hostage situation so he's going to take um the editor of goop hostage and kind of lure iron man into his into his trap and then he's going to kill him with a bunch of jade eggs and candles that smell like gwyneth paltrow's right. vagina what's in the box <laughs> and then who was the other one captain america captain america um captain america he is going to kill um because captain america is now technically falcon and falcon's rubbish so it's just really easy Okay, I was gonna say with with the with the Chris Evans Captain America, you could just then bring in. He gets him cancelled by talking about all the crows. <laughs> so I, I never saw any issue with that. Aha, Captain America, I have I have you on record saying this now. You're done. That's uh, it. okay. All right, all right. I will I will allow Dumbo kills the MCU. Yep. Um, I think that uh, that is now something I want to see. <laughs> Uh, Aladdin, we will we will discard because it makes too much sense. <laughs> um, so you're you're saying so Pinocchio, I I 100 agree with. So you're saying National Treasure three over. What what's your problem with the quickening? Um, my 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 major problem, Ian, is um as I forgot a lot of what you said the other day. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm completely honest, um, okay. yeah, I mean it's it's I do like the Little Mermaid. <laughs> Is that that that's the that was the, the end crux of, of your argument? That was yeah. I like the Little Mermaid. <laughs> okay, all right, so all right, so we will if we, if we're focusing on the sheer batshit weirdness of everything, yeah, we will go for the the weirded weirdest choices. So where are we putting these? Pinocchio for me is number one. Yeah. I would go National Treasure three over Dumbo. Yep. And then Dumbo at three. I'm cool with that. Okay. All right. So, the podcast nobody asked for is top three Disney movies that need a sci-fi sequel. At number three, we have Dumbo kills the MCU. Yep. At number two, we have National Treasure three: The Dark Side of the Moon. And number one, we have Pinocchio two: Judgment Day. So if you agree with our choices, if you've if you've read The Starlight Barking, if there's any other weird sci-fi Disney sequels you think should be made, you can find us on Instagram 
at the podcast nobody asked for. And you can also find us on Patreon, where you become a friend of the podcast and just help us. Just, just help, 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 just help, help us. Help, people. help, guys, help, help us, help. Um, if um, if you unlike us have seen some puppets in the wild lately and want to share some pictures on Twitter, you can at nobody else for pod with the number four. Same thing on Facebook, and you can find our website at the podcast nobody else for dot co dot uk. And remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Um, and in your review, put any future episode ideas you may have. And we will try to do the best ones. So, yes, that was fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. And I have, I've, I have a lot of, because sometimes, you know, you know, obviously there's a lot of, a lot of time goes into this podcast. And it's like, you know what? Is this worth it? And then we talk for 15 minutes about Pinocchio murdering Geppetto. And you know what? Life is all right. And it's been a little while since we've done one of these hypotheticals. And I have to say, I do like They are good. They are good. I haven't quite forgiven you for stealing Space Jam from me and causing me to have to (laughs) go dig the well, the well dug well of Nicolas Cage. Well, I mean, you say this, but, you know, it made the top three. So, if anything, you are, you, you and Nicolas Cage are welcome. Turns out the sci-fi sequels are the friends we made along the way. Ugh, no one asked for this.